brilliant. And um, so I am going to finish our week, uh, our U Effect series, um, and this is week three of it. Um, and this is all kind of we've deliberately chosen this series to to help build up to what we're going to be doing next week on Cruise Live on YouTube. And as Harvey said, then do, please do make sure that you subscribe. But tonight, I want to focus a little bit on on the effect that Jesus has on us and how that affects the effect we can have on others. I, I wonder if you've, you probably have heard of the phrase cause and effect. And it's used a lot around the place. And it basically means that like, when one thing happens, it triggers something else happening. So maybe the cause is you lost on FIFA and you didn't deserve to lose and FIFA screwed you over. And the effect is you're really moody with one of your parents and you bite their head off and they ask you to, you know, unload the dishwasher or something. Or maybe the cause is one of your parents or your carer gave, gave you a really bad haircut during quarantine. And the effect is you've lost confidence in your opinion, in your appearance. And maybe you've, you've posted less online because you think your hair looks ridiculous. Or, you know, the cause could be the, the murder of George Floyd. And the effect is that thousands around the world have protested and added their voice to the Black Lives Matter movement. That's cause and effect. And cause and effect is is basically part of life and it goes on all the time. And I think for us, we all mess up. We all make mistakes. We all find moments where we drift away from what we know we should do. And the effect can be that we lose our influence on other people. We can lose our you effect. And it can happen. It can happen in a big way. Maybe some of you have had moments where you've had like big moments where you've made a huge mistake and it's been quite public. Maybe you got into a fight with somebody at school in the old days when we used to go to school. And maybe maybe you had a big public blowout and an argument with somebody on social media. Maybe there was a party and you drank too much and loads of people put it on Snapchat of you vomiting in the, in the streets. Or maybe there was something that went on. Maybe there was something sexual or relationship that went on and it caused, it was a big mistake and loads of people lost, you lost their your influence with them. People People's opinion of you dropped. And, you know, the, the result of that can be shame. It can be loneliness. It can be loads of different things. But sometimes... We can lose our effect in small ways. You know, last week we talked about having an effect starts with a small step. And that's true in a positive sense and in a negative sense as well. It can, you know, you can slowly make small bad decisions that erode your influence with people. Maybe one day you're in a bad mood, but then that bad mood becomes consistent. And suddenly, after after a little bit of time, you become a person who's a moody person and people don't want to be around and you know people begin to think it's your character now i remember a number of years ago when i used to head up a, a kind of a, a creative arts team going into prisons and we went into only prison which is just outside of rugby near not far from here and and we we got there nice and early and we had a huge setup it, took, it would take us about two and a half hours to set up everything that we needed to set up and we got to the prison nice and early because we knew they'd want to check you know, uh, uh, all the equipment that we were bringing in to make sure that we weren't bringing anything dodgy in, we weren't bringing any drugs or weapons in or anything like that. Um, And we knew that they'd want to check it. But what we weren't prepared for is how much they would want to check our equipment. We arrived at the prison gate and they said, right, have you got your your list, your itemised list of everything that you're bringing in? And we were like, no, no one told us that. 
and they were like, right, we need we need to know every single item that you're bringing in, every single cable. We need to know how many cables you're bringing in, like, and and they needed an itemized list, and we just didn't have it. So what happened was, is we had to go through everything before we could set everything up. We had to go through everything, and it took ages, and it basically meant the delay meant that we had about an hour to do two and a half hours worth of setup. You can imagine how stressed I was. Those on the youth team will be able, will probably be laughing now, imagining how stressed out I was. And I was a much younger leader then, so I didn't deal with it as well as I deal with it now, and I don't deal with it that well now, to be honest. But at that time, I was like on a mission. I was like, right, do that, blah, blah, blah. I was shouting at people. People were asking me how to do stuff, and I was snatching it out their hands and just doing it. And I, I was like in full focus, get this done quickly and get it up and, and get on with it. And um, about five minutes before we were due to start our performance, we did it just in time, but it was really stressful. And I looked around our team and nobody on the team looked ready to perform. We were about to perform a play and some songs and stuff like that. And nobody looked ready. And I looked around and realized that the decisions I'd made, the way I'd led, how I'd been stressed, had had a negative effect on everybody on the team. And nobody was in a place to go and do what they needed to do. And it was my fault. My stress had had a bad influence on others. And in that moment, I didn't think there was anything I could do to win that back. And I lost some of my influence because of my decisions. And you see how we treat people can increase or decrease the effect that we have on the lives of others. And we can sometimes we can lose our influence before we've even realized that we've had influence to lose. And maybe you're sat there going, well, once I had a positive influence on others, I once had a you effect on other people around me, but I'm not that person anymore. I've made too many bad decisions. I've gone into, like, lockdown has not been good for me, and I've, be, I've, I've really struggled with my mental health. And maybe you're, you're thinking, I've lost any positive influence that I have on others. And I've got good news for all of us, because the Bible is full of people who lost their influence because of bad decisions like we make. And some people in the Bible have barely any influence. Remember a couple of weeks ago, we looked at the little boy with the packed lunch and he came and brought it to Jesus and had a huge influence because he brought it to Jesus. And, and the Bible's full of different stories like that. And tonight we're gonna to focus on a woman who lost, who lost any of the little influence that she had through a series of really poor decisions. And it's in the book of Luke. Remember the Bible's not just one book, but it's loads of books put together. And the, the book of Luke is written by what I can best describe as a scientist. And it's an eyewitness account of the things that happened when Jesus was on the earth. And Luke writes it all down and he shares it with, with us. And we're going to look at Luke 7. And it says this, When one of the Pharisees invited Jesus to have dinner with him, he went to the Pharisee's house and reclined at the table. Now, for context, Pharisees were like super religious people. They were like, the ones that knew everything that were perfect and that, you know, the kind of the ones that would be judgmental and look down their nose at people and, uh, and be really up themselves. You know, the, the reputation that some Christians, that some people have of Christians that they are really judgmental. That would be what a Pharisee was like. And it says a, a woman in that town who lived a sinful life, she made loads of mistakes, learned that Jesus was eaten at the Pharisee's house. So she came there with an alabaster jar, a big jar, essentially, of perfume. As she stood behind him at his feet, weeping, she began to wet his feet with her tears. Then she wiped them with her hair, kissed them, 
and poured perfume on them. Now, to me and you in 2020, that is really weird behaviour. And it was normal for people to get their feet washed because they weren't walking around in trainers and nice shoes like we did. They were walking around in sandals and the, the roads weren't tarmacked. They were absolutely filthy. So their feet would be filthy as they came in. So it was normal for someone to have their feet washed as they went into somebody's house. But this woman was coming and she was just weeping at the feet of Jesus and, and she pours perfume on them, not water, but perfume. It's like a first-class luxury feet washing. And it would have, would have been seen at the time as an act of worship for who Jesus was. And then it goes on to say, when, when the Pharisee who had invited them saw this, he said to himself, if this man was a prophet, he would know who is touching him and what kind of woman she is, that she is a sinner, a dirty little mistake maker, a dirty person who Jesus should be nowhere near. That's what the Pharisee thought, but the Pharisee got Jesus totally wrong because this was exactly who Jesus wanted to be around. And in fact, this was the, the exact kind of person that wanted to be around Jesus as well. You see, Jesus hung around people who had no influence. He hung around people who were sinners, who were dirty, who were people who made mistakes and got it wrong. He hung around people who had a negative view effect on others. Basically, Jesus hung around people like you and people like me. And you see, the woman's appreciation and worship of Jesus isn't born out of it being a super religious person and knowing loads of stuff. It's born out of her own inadequacies. She knows she's messed up. She knows she's made mistakes. And she comes and she, she worships at the feet of Jesus because she's so grateful that Jesus loves her and forgives her. And it goes on to say then, he turned towards the woman and said to Simon, do you see this woman? Simon's one of the disciples, so he's explaining stuff. He says, do you see this woman? I came into your house. She did not give me any water for my feet, but she wet my feet with her tears and wiped them with her hair. You did not give me a kiss, but this woman, from the time I entered, has not stopped kissing my feet. You did not put oil on my head, but she has poured perfume on my feet. Therefore, I tell you, her many sins, deliberate use of the word many there from Jesus, have been forgiven, as her great love has shown. But whoever has been forgiven little, loves little. Then Jesus said to the woman, your sins are forgiven. You see, when Jesus looked at the woman, he didn't see her mess. He saw her potential. He didn't see her mistakes. He saw her purpose. He didn't see disgrace. He saw possible influence. And you see, the cause and effect of this woman's life changed from being the cause that she was wrong and had done wrong, and then the effect being that people looked down on her and she was an outcast in society. It changed to the cause being Jesus loves her. And because Jesus loves her, the effect is he forgives her sins and she can live a different life. And, you know, the beauty is Jesus offers the same to you and the same to me. No matter what you've done, no matter how bad a person you think you are, you are loved by Jesus. And, you know, this is really important for us because we're going we're gonna to talk about this next week in Cruise Live. And I'm going to talk on Cruise. There's going to be a better background than, than Laura's craft board. But I'm going to talk on Cruise about how much Jesus loves people. And, you know, the question we're going to be asking is, can COVID-19 change the way that you see God? And we're going to be inviting people to change the way that they see God in Cruise Live next week. But we need to know it for ourselves. We need to know that Jesus loves us 
that no matter how many mistakes that we make and how much we mess up and how many times we make big or small errors, we are loved by Jesus. And in fact, the woman's influence grew as a result of her encounter with Jesus. And it's the same for us. Our you effect can be redeemed through an encounter with Jesus. That's why the bottom line of what I'm trying to say tonight is because of Jesus, we can change the effect that we have on others. You see, our past doesn't determine our future. Our potential is not erased when we make mistakes. Jesus is always about new starts. So if you feel like you've lost your effect on others, bring it to Jesus and say, Jesus, I want you to change this and he can change it. You know, here's what you can do. You can reflect. You can think about, are there ways in which you are losing your influence on others? You know, ask yourself honestly. Maybe ask others around you. Maybe ask some of your friends or some of the adults in your life. Not Maybe ask them, you know, what's stealing the positive effect that you can have on others? Then you can confess it. Talk to God about it. Talk to an adult. Talk to a friend. Have accountability and say, you know, I've been making these poor decisions and I don't want to do it anymore. Can you help me to not do it? And then the third thing is identify a step forward. Begin to move in the right direction. You know, that day in, in prison hey, with the team, you know, I, at the end of our performance, I gathered our team together and I said, guys, I know I got it wrong. I know I behaved in a way that was stressed out, that didn't help anybody. I really want you guys to forgive me. I would like you to do that. And I just want to pray um, and, and I want to commit to being better in this area. And, you know, in that moment, I began to get back some of the influence that I'd lost earlier in the day. And you can do that too. You see, we can change the effect that we have on others through Jesus. And next week, we have an amazing opportunity to positively use our you effect. But this week, let's live in this truth together. We're not Pharisees. We're not people who look down on others because we've got it sorted. Because we all know that we haven't got it sorted. We know that we're just broken people who've had our lives transformed by Jesus. So let's live in that love that Jesus loves us and let's use our you effect to invite other people to, to, to love Jesus and know Jesus as well. I'm going to pray and then you're going to go into your groups. God, I thank you that you have given us the you effect. God, I thank you for each and every person watching this, that we have a sphere of influence, no matter how big or small it might be. God, I pray that where we feel like we've let you down, where we feel like we've let others down, where we feel like we've, we've disappointed and lost our you effect, God, I pray that we would bring that to you. And God, I pray that you would begin to change the effect that we can have on others. And God, I pray that that would start with, with what we're going to do in the next week, inviting our friends to join us on YouTube next Wednesday night at 7.30. God, I pray that you would do something significant. God, I pray for our for our mates who we're going to send texts to and WhatsApp messages and Snapchats and all that kind of stuff. God, I pray as they land in people's on people's phones and devices that they would tune in, that they would be up for it, that they would watch Cruise Live with us and then maybe begin a journey of following you. God, I pray that, you know, in two weeks' time that we might have one or two or, or a few more people with us as a result of what you do in Cruise Live. So, God, I pray tonight as we chat that you would... Um, you would give us a great time in our hangouts and um, that we would have loads of fun, God, and that we would uh, really feel like we connect to each other, that we might be in loads of our different rooms across across the area, but God, that you would really help us to feel together, we pray in your mighty name. Amen. <laughs>